Boom! Episode 320. <laughs> How about that, Daniel? 320. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm jazzed. I'm pumped. I'm something. Enthusiastic. We've got three messages that we usually intro with. Uh, we're actually, you know, looking forward to uh, automatic tags. Automatic tags based on department and job title. Or are we? <laughs> we'll get into that. Teams, uh, you can hide the general channel. We'll get into that too. In fact, it's all about getting into that because that's why we do the show. And so guess what? The third one we're going to get into as well <laughs> is all about uh, when you open up attachments in the new Outlook, uh, they, if they're Word, Excel, PowerPoint, they'll open on your desktop application. This is episode 320. Let's go. Welcome to, I don't know, I feel like, and maybe our regular listeners will feel this way too, um, if they're smart, they will, anyway. Okay, I'm just joking, it's a joke. But I feel like you've made a bigger deal of the 320 episode, because last week you were like, ooh, next week is 320, and, yeah, yeah. and you're, so what, you know, because you've, in the past, you've not wanted to make a big deal out of... Certain numbered, yeah, yeah, and but what comment. is three twenty? What is what is three twenty? Is a hundred less than four twenty, and four twenty is an important number. Is it? I don't know why. No, I, I don't think so. It's an important number to some people. Um, mm. <laughs> Great. We're gonna I don't know. Band. I just felt like I needed to inject some some energy. I know that it's uh, kind of late where you are. You're you're in the Miami studio. I am in the Miami studio. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm just trying it out. Maybe I'll, I'll fly down here, uh, for the show from now on. We'll hmm. see. We'll see nice. how it goes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I absolutely. quite like how you've got the light. There's a spot behind and, mm-hmm. you know, it's just mm-hmm. got your mm-hmm. kind of aura halo thing. You should yeah. be a stained glass window, Daniel. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. Yeah. So hello everyone. Thank you for uh, listening to our comedy. Um, and uh, this week we do have. I'm I'm interested in uh, hearing us, our listeners' thoughts on some of these topics. So get ready to make comments down below if you're watching the video on YouTube. Uh, if you are an audio podcast listener, thank you. By the way, thank you. Uh, we've got hundreds, so or thousands, or maybe tens of thousands. I don't know. You got to boost we, it up, right? It always. We've got it quite a bit. Um, and really appreciate it. So how about you jumping on the socials at 365 MCS on all the socials that matter and, uh, hit us up with your thoughts on some of these topics. I think some of these topics will be, um, not controversial, but, but will leave your head scratching kind of like leave you scratching hey, your you, head. Like, how did you do that? I, I was scratching my head just as you were saying that it's like you yeah. projected it. I did. I projected hmm. it where you read my mind. So, um, Daryl, how about we just kick this puppy off it's with a phrase that I love to hear, Daniel, with starting, uh, some tagging. Yeah. Starting <laughs> with those tags. Sounds like an impressive feature. Uh, definitely, definitely does. Uh, it is Microsoft teams, automatic tags. So tags being that you can add mention by department and job title. And that's MC seven double one six five nine. Uh, tags, how they operate in a team, 
they're actually very useful for communicating with people inside a team where we don't have to rely on people following or hiding channels or anything like that but we can create these tags add people to those tags and we can add mention them and they will get a notification uh, they can also be used for chat can't they Daniel you can mm, start a indeed. like a, a one not one to one one to many chat group chat <laughs> yeah uh, so they are they have a great use uh, and this feature is all about adding people automatically to those tags uh, based on their department and job title. So if you're, let's say, oh, I, have to, I have to think of a, a current example, and I, I don't need to name the client, but I can say it's in a hospital scenario. So uh, yeah. as a frontline workforce, let's say orderlies, and we need to communicate with them, right? So we can go at orderlies, and, pew, you know, everyone gets that message. Yeah. It makes that noise too, by the way, pew. It's it's an additional part of the of the feature. Um, now, I'll actually pause there, Daniel. I mentioned a frontline workforce, and that's what it does hint towards at the beginning of the message. Your frontline workers can reach each other by department or job title in Teams. Um, well, why 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 frontline workforce? What do you think? Um, I think they're just they're make, trying to make it. Well, this is about trying to make it easier to communicate. I, I feel like with people who you may not know um, in that department, or, or you know, mm. group them together, whatever, mm. and reach out. Um, but it feels like at the beginning, and I saw you, you read the title, and it's like, oh, this is really cool. It's going to do it for everybody, but it seems like it is just for frontline workers. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, we we dug into this a bit deeper using the links. Thank you for the links in the message. Always appreciated. Uh, so there is a map attributes to in Teams Admin Center link at the bottom of the of the message. What you need to do to prepare. And if you go into that, you'll find that this is a feature. Actually, you go into that, and then you go and find another link inside that which tells you what this feature relies on as a prerequisite and it is uh, relying on m365 f1 f3 e3 e5 licenses uh, and if you don't have those you can get the what is it called the intra id p1 and that might sound familiar to those of you who have dynamic groups enabled in your organization uh, I think dynamic groups are great, very useful for, for this very thing. High turnover group or maybe people that are quite fluid in their roles and um, yeah. uh, departments. And so, yeah, good, good to have that. But that's what this feature is going to rely on. It's not something that you can necessarily use in any old organization unless you have the right licenses for it. Uh, so... Uh, Definitely going to be useful for that, but uh, I guess some people might have read this and thought, oh, that'd be great for my organization too, but you need to make sure that you're licensed in the appropriate manner. Indeed. Yeah. And I'll, I'll just say too, I think, like, so it is F1 and F3, but it's E3 and E5 for Microsoft 365 as well. So, I mean, if you have those licenses, uh, then maybe it is something available to you. So this is targeted to be rolling out mid-February, a couple of weeks' time. Expect okay. to be complete late February and for standard release 
late February and complete by late March. And moving into, uh, I guess it's still related to grouping things, Daniel? Maybe, if, if that's, that's kind of in the title. So yes, mm. <laughs> Microsoft 365 groups in Outlook. Users can now choose to switch to the new groups experience in Outlook on the web. Okay, so that's MC711025. Um, so this is kind of related to something we talked about back in episode 275. So if you want to pause this, go back to 275 and um, listen to us talk about the new groups experience, then you can do that. Um, but um, this is talking about the groups experience in, in Outlook on the web now and saying you can switch to that new experience. That And I feel like it is a good experience, good experience because, and, and let me tell you what I think you need to have at your fingertips. When you're looking at groups, you need to know what groups you're a member of and what groups there are that you can join if, if that is so, you know, something that can happen. But you need to be able to get to components of those groups, right? Mm -hmm. So groups have um, potential. Groups have uh, mailboxes. They have SharePoint sites. They have um, uh, calendars, you know, all of those kind of components that, a group can have be able to get to those things, right? And and you know I think this has taken it up a little bit, which is good. Uh, and you can see that in the first screenshot, which is activity in your groups, right? So mm. it's it's even more of a um, kind of a, a good a landing place to be, you know, for uh, for you to look at what's going on in a group. So um, this is uh, allowing your users to be able to kind of swap to that new experience and uh, it is optional, but you can go to the button and you can see it there in the screenshot. You can go to the icon uh, for groups and um, be able to, you know, easily consume the information about the groups that you're a member of and get to that content. Cause I, I feel like I said, that's important, right. To be able to get to the content. I feel like, I mean, that's the whole point of groups, right. Is to, you know, group have things put together that is functional uh, for a set of users and they can get to it and easily and be able mm -hmm. to use it and uh, it's secured well. So anyway, uh, so they can, it'll be on the, like I said, the left-hand side, left navigation uh, and be able to go and, and once they select a group, uh, you can see the content of the group um, and, you know, quickly get from email and, and be able to, you know, click on the other apps as well, you know, that is, um, that is available to them. Daryl, do you, uh, use, how do you get to the groups? How do you navigate, navigate around and, and get to your different groups? Uh, uh, to be honest, I usually access them from the bottom of my folders view. So you've got folders mm -hmm. within your inbox and they're usually down there at the bottom. Um, and I do still find them useful for when I want to provide a client an experience where they don't have to switch in and out of different tenants for teams. Uh, maybe they're an email heavy organization, so they would prefer to respond to emails, but I want that all to come back to a shared inbox internally. And I want to provide them a place for shared files, which is definitely a benefit. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So that's that's where I find it, Daniel. I you know the icons down the side. I probably don't think to click in there and use them, but it's good to see that the home um, landing page is is uh, improved and that uh, they've also dressed up that landing page for when you've opened a group again. Yeah. So if you switch, then just know that that space that Daryl just talked about where he gets to his groups is go goes away mm. uh, and is replaced with a link saying go to new groups. And so you click that and, and it takes you to this new experience. Um, so if in it, this message also, which is great, shows you if you want to switch back, here's how you do it. Uh, it'll be on that top uh, right of the uh, window, be able to switch back if you need that. So this is rolling out uh, soon. This is going to be rolling out uh, mid-February, so in a couple weeks-ish, uh, and expected to be completed by late March. So a, a bit of a rollout time. This says for standard release, so um, I'm not sure what that means. I don't. May, generally speaking, when I only see one time frame, I'm assuming that it's just rolling out for everyone at the same time. Mm. But maybe target release gets it early. I don't know. They don't tell us. So um, I would rather this just say everyone or, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> so we're not having to guess uh, when, yeah. when it is rolling out. So, um, Daryl, yeah. we haven't. Uh, let's get back to teams. Uh, we spent some time in Outlook. Let's, I know. let's go back to teams. I was getting a bit of, I was getting a bit of that, you know, like pets, how they get that owner anxiety and they're like worried. Mm. Oh, my owner's not at home. Um, I was feeling that way about not talking about teams for 30 seconds or so. Uh, so now, now we can. Content camera on new teams. MC710415. And, and when I say new teams, it just makes me feel all, all, all special. Right. Not that you care, people. Um, hey. <laughs> Anyway, enough of that. Content camera. Did I try that out? Of course I did. What's the content camera again? When we have a camera that we can point to a whiteboard or a document and we can use the share button in our meetings and choose content camera. That'll switch your camera off and it'll use um, uh, the camera that you've chosen to be a content camera. It might be one like... Um, this puppy that I sort of point towards the board and it flattens it out. Let's just put that down there. It flattens it out. So it recognizes the edges of the board, uh, changes the perspective and recognizes the um, whiteboard pens and, and it sharpens it up. For documents, it does a similar kind of process, but one of the magic things it does, if, if we all remember, is uh, I can kind of wander over the board, and if I've covered the ink, that's okay. There's, it sort of stays there over the top of me, so I'm not covering what is written on the board. It does disappear a bit after it. But anyway, it has returned. It was not in New Teams. It is now in New Teams, available for us to use, uh, in Windows and Mac OS. Uh, there doesn't seem to be anything new in the feature it is just hey remember this um, so it is there uh, we do have some screenshots of how it works so that's good to see anyway um, and reminding you about how the feature works and Daniel I think that about mm, let's say most of the way through the message there's this quite fun one where someone's drawn on the desk and they use an overhead camera 
Uh, and they've, hopefully it's a whiteboard marker. <laughs> well, that's just exactly what I thought was. Yeah. Hopefully it wasn't a permanent marker. But yep. would you would you do that? Would you have a desk? And maybe this is a comment. Hey, people, you're listening and watching. We'd love to know. Would you have a desk that's a whiteboard? Um, mm. And and this harkens back. The first thing I thought when I thought that question was, do you remember? And maybe and maybe it's a stuff you know only here in the states or I don't know. But people used to have these massive calendar. Um, yeah. pieces of paper that they that yep. was, took up most of their desk and they would write things, you know, mm-hmm. on this. And so, um, so, you know, maybe that's a way, you know, maybe if the whole thing's a whiteboard and you have a little section over here with a camera and it's, you know, hmm. I don't know, it feels like it's for, tr- you know, a lot for trainers or, um, you know, educational type scenarios where you kind of need to explain more or whatever. Um, Mm. But I've done it. You know, I've, I've actually used a tablet as my, (laughs) instead of writing it and using a camera, I've used a tablet, shared the screen and written on the tablet, you know, as, Mm -hmm. as I'm, as I'm talking. But so it's a great idea. And, you know, it's another feature coming to new teams that, you know, was lacking, so it's good to see. Yep, uh, and let's see what happens to it in the future. But good to see it back, yep. uh, and it is rolling out beginning early February, which is, you know, I'm on targeted release, so I can vouch for you. It is there in Windows and on Mac, uh, standard release and GCC to begin rolling out early March, complete mid-March, GCC high, Rolling out mid-April, complete late April, DOD mid-May through to late May. And, oh, Daniel, let's get get into this um, opening attachments in Outlook for Windows. Okay. Okay, can do that. Open Word, Excel, and PowerPoint attachments directly in desktop apps in the new Microsoft Outlook for Windows. MC seven one zero four one two. Now, think back to the last time you were in Outlook, mm-hmm. and you clicked on an attachment, and it opened up in Preview. Okay, uh, and let's be specific on Office documents now, that because that's what we're talking about here. Did the document render correctly? Um, I would, yeah. I would say, for me, it's half and half. Half the time, the document renders correctly, and I can see annotations, and I can see, you know, what. the other half, it doesn't work, because annotations actually don't work, in my opinion. They, you know, if things are highlighted, or there's, you know, written things, like signatures, or something like that, that people have manually, but it doesn't show up in preview. Now, and so, instead of making preview actually work uh, whether that's something they should have done or not I'm not gonna but that now when you open when you click on them it it's going to open up in the app um, on the desktop now I think that's good and bad it's good in that what I just talked about the preview it wasn't really a good full fidelity and oftentimes I had to open up in the desktop app anyway um, preview though did give you an idea of what is this, 
right? If, mm. if you didn't know what it was, you could actually look at it without having to download it and, and open it up in um, the desktop app. That's a good thing uh, that that um, it's opening up in these apps. It's a bad thing, though, that now you're going to have to open up the apps. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's more resources and it's going to take longer. You, there's a Word document, you want to preview it, and you click on it and you're like, ah, oh, rats, now i got to wait for Word to load. And, I mean, it's modern computers, I guess, fine. You know, you're only going to wait five seconds. But, you know, in preview, at least it opened up quickly, even if it wasn't full fidelity. So I I think, um, for me, I don't know. And it doesn't say anything about um, whether or not they're going to allow. I I would like for them to allow me to pick preview. Mm. Right. If I click on it, open up in the app, okay. But if I, you know, having an option to preview it instead of opening it up, so I can, you know, take a peek. Um, mm. That's my thought, Daryl. What What are your thoughts on this? Do you do you use the preview? Um, you're on Mac, right? Like um, I'm on Mac and Windows. I've you know, okay. used Windows at work and Mac in my personal yeah. life. I think um, I would like to see it offer the same options as Teams. Where, like you say, mm. you can choose the default. Uh, I would probably choose to open it not in the app previewer, but in the app online. So it opens up in a tab. I get to see mm. it. Yeah, that's the one that I'm after. I can make a few changes if I need to. Or I can download or, or rather open the full uh, desktop experience. That's usually my my workflow. I like to just quickly check on yeah, things but, and then do it. But if you're la- so the way I work is. The when I open up an attachment or, um, oh. or click a link or something, it's the latest, you know, browser pro- yeah. profile that's been opened. So uh, for that to work, it would have to be your work profile. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, but, you're right. The, the yeah. other thing that I overlooked with that is this is talking about Outlook for Windows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is indeed. Yeah. So there's no. <laughs> let's. Let's click on the attachment that is already downloaded on your machine, and then unless it's know. a well, unless it's more unless it's a link, shared, right? right. Yeah. And unless it's a link, you know, sh- to a OneDrive mm. that someone shared with you, and wouldn't it be more efficient to preview it? But now they're just going to download it and open it for you. I guess. I mean, that's yeah. I don't know. You just can't win them all. I don't know. Well, actually, you can, Daryl, because I want to hide the general channel in my team because (laughs) I don't use it. And now I win, right? Right. Because I'm going to be able to do that. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) So this message, MC711019. Yes, exactly that. Hide the general channel. Uh, There are some teams where you want to do that. Where you are avoiding using the general channel because it, uh, um, well, I can't think of a reason. So, <laughs> I like so. Okay, sometimes when people um, use it, um, because everyone sees the general channel, they get to see the message, and maybe you know, just use moderation if that's a problem. Um, but yeah, you can hide the general channel and just use your custom channels that, or your channels that you've created, whether they be shared, private. Um, can regular. you rename the general channel? 
Daryl. No. Why okay, would you see, this is why I see a lot of people wanting to hide the general channel. When they're used, not in every team. They don't not like in military? Every team. No, 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 not in every team. It is when they create a team for a specific purpose and they mm-hmm. have all these channel names. And it's yep. blah, 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 And then they got this general. It's like, well, yep. that doesn't apply to what I'm trying to do with this team. And they want to hide that general because they can't rename it. You can't do anything with it. So what do you do? Do you lock it down um, yep. so that nobody can so nobody can post to it? Yep. And then you just don't use it. And so it's and in the way. And you stuck with it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why this is – We can. not everybody's going to use this, but I think yeah, for, yeah. there are some reasons to use this. Yep, yep. So there are yep, some reasons to use it. There's one funny thing about this that um, they mention mm. in the message. If if general is the only channel in your team and you hide general, you also hide the team. But then why are you using the team? <laughs> well, um, you're not anymore. You're, no, it's you're in not. your hidden teams bucket. Yeah. Don't worry. If, if you mistakenly hid the general channel, um, you can get yep. it back. It's just like unhiding a team. Okay? So yeah. we're good. Um, so for this wonderful feature... Uh, targeted release will be rolling out uh, early February, so get get it get into it today if you really want to try it out. It's on, right. it's off, it's general, it's not, it's hidden team, it's stop. back again. Stop. Okay, stop. Uh, and standard release will begin rolling out mid February 2024, complete mid March. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may consider updating your training and documentation as appropriate. We need to say that at least once in the episode. Mm. This felt like the right place. Okay. That's the messages for the week. It is. But, Daryl, where yes. can people find you? I saw oftentimes want to find you. Yeah. Um, is there? <laughs> can you be found in person anywhere? In person? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you want to come Other to than your New house. Zealand. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But. No, but uh, thank you. Thank you for that lead-in. Uh, it's, it's often that we hear of Daniel's travels and, you know, uh, he... It, it's awesome that he can get around and see people in person and hand out stickers. I too will have the opportunity. Give me a moment. I'll find those oh, stickers. No. Pretty sure they're in here somewhere. Okay, for the uh, audio listeners, Daryl uh, is looking in some drawer in the background yes. and he found the stickers. Yes. Those are so the. That is uh, retro stickers. I mean, those are <laughs> classic. Those are the now, classic okay. stickers. Okay, yeah. maybe this is the driving the point home here. And I know we're into sort of social time here. This is not message time, people. But if you know us, um, we're good buds. We've been doing this show for some time. We rarely get to long. see each other in person. It was usually at Microsoft Ignite. The last time we got to see each other in person was 2019 where Daniel gave me a bunch of stickers and said, here, hand these out at any event that you go to. And then what happened? <laughs> I jinxed Two or three all. or four years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, round story, long story short, um, you got the long story. I'll put chapters in so you can skip it. I probably should have warned them beforehand. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, the Digital Workplace Conference in New Zealand is going to be held in Christchurch. Uh, that is coming up in... Uh, February 26th, um, there'll be a number of our international friends coming. Uh, quite surprising, actually. Uh, Tracy Vanderscave, 
um, Alistair Burgeon. Oh, now you're going to list a bunch of people. Go can wow. yeah, I'm okay. going to totally because you know okay. this is just me rubbing it in from all the you know Mike Matarani. Anyway, um, yeah, quick mentions to those people and and more and more. Mm, and I'm more. Throw that for, anyway. Um, looking forward to that. So uh, Kiwis and those who uh, are making the trip or happen to be in New Zealand, looking forward to seeing you. Come get a sticker. And uh, come to the sessions. I'm also running a workshop there for for Microsoft Loop. Um, so, uh, cool. yeah, check that out. Uh, but before that, Teams Nation. Still, online conference. Uh, it is back. A uh, bunch of people talking at that too. And uh, looking forward to delivering a session on OneNote or Loop. You decide. OneNote. Oh, we're supposed to wait for the... Yeah, I hadn't even finished the sentence, man. <laughs> Quick off the mark. You're disqualified. All right. Sorry. Yep. But I can't hand us stickers at those ones. So, yeah, anyway. Um, thank you for that opportunity, Daniel. I've just been relishing, looking forward to that, actually seeing people in person. Wow. And I get to see people in person this week because I'll be in Atlanta for the Sequel Saturday BI edition. Uh, yep. It's going to be amazing. So uh, be talking about uh, updating Power BI reports with Power Automate. It's going to be fun. Co-speaking with Shabnam Wilson, uh, Watson. So that'll be fantastic. So, um, yeah. So come see us, get stickers, and uh, we'd love to have a conversation with you. Of course. So yeah. next week – oh, sorry. I can't make a big deal out of the number. Next week we have an episode. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you then. Yeah, it's probably episode one more than this episode. One more than this one, but I won't yeah. mention it. Right. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs>